Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome, Faith Life family, and to our wider family who are watching at this time uh, on this beautiful sunny morning. It's absolutely a glorious day, and we rejoice in the day that the Lord has made. So, welcome. It's lovely to be with you um, virtually, but I see you all out there, and this brings our love. And I know that we're going to have a really lovely morning together. Amen. Amen. So I'll just open in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for this glorious, beautiful day that you've given us. And Lord, we pray your blessing on everybody who's listening to this, everybody who, who listens to this uh, maybe later, but everybody who comes into contact with this message and, and this time together. We pray your blessing, we pray your favour, we pray your healing, we pray your provision. And Lord, we just pray your protection in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I know we're going to have a good morning this morning and a good day. Uh, Mark's got uh, part two of the preach that he started last week. And Joe's got a little message first, so that's going to be Just good. a little that's one. That's the best <laughs> Although I've had to condense quite a lot of stuff and work my way through it. I don't want to take too much time because Mark's going to bring a really good preach. And then later this afternoon, we've got Mike and Flick on worship. Uh, these times of worship, worshiping with Mike and Flick and then uh, backroom worship with Paul and Susie have been such a blessing to us and we've been hearing from you guys how much Dean, you're enjoying Dean, it. Well. Oh, Dean Joe are yeah. doing Friday, so that is amazing. So we've got three teams out and they are just bringing us into the presence of God uh, and really serving at this time, which is wonderful. So we've got Mike and Flick uh, this afternoon at 5.30. Um, and they are going to be bringing a worship set for us. Uh, and then we have Paul and Susie that follows that. Uh, and then Dee and Joe on Friday. And who does which or during the Mike, week? Mike and Flick do Tuesday. Mike and Flick do Tuesday. Uh, so just watch out for all of these things. There'll be links coming up. Don't miss them. One of the things that God has been showing me is how often we can come into... Um, worship, places of worship, and we can either just be a spectator and listen to amazing songs and amazing, maybe amazing uh, worship leaders. But what I love about the times that we have been having, and I love this in worship, is when we can enter into his presence, when we can be in that place where it's about us and him, and we can worship with our spirit, in truth, with the whole of our heart, and just come into that place of his presence. And he loves that when it's true worship from our hearts. The Father loves it, Jesus loves it, the Holy Spirit loves it, and the Holy Spirit comes and he fills us with his precious pre pre presence. And the things then that he says to us in those places, are just wonderful for life. Um, so don't miss these worship times. I, I'm really sorry that we can't worship now. Um, we don't really have the expertise to go from one to another nice and uh, smoothly. So hopefully this is a way that will really bless us all. 
yeah, just a reminder, uh, Zoom prayer during the week. Uh, tomorrow night, I think Roger and Olive are starting at 7 with, with a, a time of worship and then going on to prayer at 7.30. So watch out for the, the WhatsApp and, and the emails about that, but that's Zoom prayer tomorrow night. Yeah, I think Mike, uh, Roger and Olive have now got a mic. Have they? So oh, technology. A little bit of their back room, back bedroom worship yesterday because um, obviously our guys are not going out on the street at the moment uh, and it was lovely it was just really nice so the mic was out um, and it was just wonderful thank you Roger and Olive I really worshipped with you um, so that's really good uh, as we keep saying every week stay connected with each other um, ring people call people ask how they're doing Everything that we're putting on the afternoon tea at three, although it's moved a little bit to about 4.30 time because Louise is now at work, but that's still happening. Uh, gather on that forum and just get your cup of tea and have a bit of time together. Um, the family, Faith Life family WhatsApp group, there's lots of activity going on there. Serious things, prayer requests, funny things sharing life together and that's a really good um, forum to do watch out for the saturday night quiz uh, we've had two so far there's another one ready to go um, so watch out for information um, coming about that and even after today we usually have um, with louise and logie setting it up coffee after church so uh, if you need any of these links and don't have them please contact the church office Jules is there, uh, she's not physically with us at the moment, but she is working from home. Uh, she's picking all of this up and she will give you any of these links to things. So it's really important because we are a family. We can't physically hug and see each other, but we want to continue to stay connected and we will just keep reminding you of that because it is sometimes easy to forget that, particularly for us introverts. <laughs> to connect with people I think the extroverts are out there connecting as much as they can and uh, we pray for you extroverts because I know that this time of lockdown down is not easy um, but when we listen to the reports from the government the lockdown does seem to be working um, I know it's been a difficult week this week as we've heard on the news about the number of deaths um, we're continuing to pray for people we are continuing to pray for you guys, for safety, for protection. Remember Psalm 91. It isn't the words specifically, but when you hear the words, it puts you into that place of faith and you step into that dwelling place. So keep praying it. Keep putting yourself daily into that place of protection. Um, the enemy will keep talking to us at the moment and bringing all his negativity and his negative words counteract that with the word of God and I know we're going to hear a bit about that later from Mark but counteract it by what God says what the word says that we have a protection um, that is the blood of Jesus what Jesus did for us there was a type and shadow of it in the Old Testament when um, they put the blood on the lintels of the doors uh, in Exodus and the angel of death went past them. That was a shadow. We have something even better. We've put the blood of Jesus over our homes, 
over ourselves individually. We put it over you guys um, that we have a place of protection to step into so that that enemy, that um, death virus mm. cannot come near us. So keep putting yourselves into that place and we will be praying for you as well so that we have that assurance. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So a couple of uh, bits of information for you. The last couple of weeks we've uh, done a Thursday, uh, well, several weeks now, we've done Thursday night live group. And uh, the last couple of weeks I've been answering questions. Uh, I think given the toughness of the questions, I need a little bit of a rest from that now. But this week, God's really laid it on my heart to do something uh, that I think is really vital at this time. You know, when we when we have time, um, particularly in, in the current... Uh, you know, current situation we find ourselves in, we can see stuff all over the place. There's stuff out there on the internet, there's stuff on Facebook, there's all sorts of things that people are saying, there's all sorts of teaching out there. And, you know, at this time, it is so important that we are receiving the good stuff. And so, and, and, and stuff that is, is straight from God's heart and God's word. So on Thursday, what I'm going to be doing is a special session of uh, the Thursday Night Life group. And I'm going to be, we're going to be looking at, in, in this time, or for any time, how can you tell the difference between good teaching and bad teaching? Because bad teaching will take you off track, good teaching will set you on fire. And I'm going to talk about that later. But how can you tell the difference between good teaching and bad teaching? And that's what we're going to talk about on Thursday. Uh, of course, when you talk about something like that, you're kind of setting yourself up that somebody might never listen to you again. But, you know, you know I really feel that God's put that on my heart to, to talk about. And we're going to be doing a, a kind of line-by-line -line study from the Bible on what God has to say about what is good teaching and what is bad teaching. Now, big announcement, uh, just to change to the calendar, uh, change the way we've been doing things. Um, there, there will not, there won't be a Tuesday night prayer meeting this week. What, what we're going to be doing is we, we've, we've looked at it and we've decided, and, and, and God's really been challenging us at this time to, for those who uh, want to explore this, to set up a, a second Bible study life group. So on Tuesday nights, we're going to have a new Bible study life group. And the focus of that group, that, that life group, is solely, we're going to be teaching, we're going to be going line by line, word by word, and we're going to be looking at what the Bible says about the run-up to the end times. And from that, it will give us a greater understanding of exactly where we are. So we're going to be doing an end times uh, Bible study life group every Tuesday night for as long as it, well, as long as people keep listening. And uh, so that's starting this Tuesday. It'll be one hour, 7.30 to 8.30, so don't be late. We'll be having worship, I think, after that, but 7.30 to 8.30 on Tuesday. Brand new Bible study life group on the end times. Normal life group carrying on, on Thursday nights. Awesome. Amen. I think that's going to be really exciting. There's I'm excited about it. We are supposed to be watching for the signs. We don't know the actual date. But there are signs, and it's good to know what some of these signs mean. Yeah, because Jesus told us the signs. Well, he told the disciples the signs, and they wrote it down. And he told us those specifically so that we wouldn't worry or be anxious. 
you know, telling us the things wasn't to get us all bothered about it. Telling us the things was so we wouldn't worry and be anxious and to know that God was in charge of it. Yeah. And so I find, I find it immensely encouraging. What I did is I went back to the start, I binned all my books, binned all my preconceptions, and I've been studying it word for word right through uh, 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 the way God's leading me. And I've been working on that for about four or five weeks now, and, and I really believe that God wants to bring that out mm-hmm. for those who want to hear yeah, well, I'm excited. I will be there. So yeah. you can speak to me, but I know others will be there too. Yeah, amen. Um, yeah, so... You do. It's me. Well, lift this over, just so that I've got somewhere to put my Bible, my tissue, my glasses. Um, talking about uh, signs of the end times, one of the things that I had written down here um, that I'll just straight away mention um, my mix up all my notes um, one of the things that God had been speaking to me uh, about during the week was where we put our focus and I felt really strongly that he was saying Cheryl be careful at this time at all time but particularly at this time be careful what you listen to be careful what you imagine and where you allow your mind to go Put your focus on me and hear my voice. And it's so important that we keep our eyes on Jesus before doing anything. If we hear him, if we see him, then we will do everything out of a place of his presence and his strength, but also hearing his voice and what we will then do, what we will then think about will be from him. Daniel said quite a lot about uh, end times and but also about when Jesus the Messiah would come to the earth and one of the things that really struck me that if you look at Daniel and the time plan the scribes and Pharisees if they had had their eyes on Jesus eyes on the coming of the Messiah The day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey, that was the very day that the Messiah had been prophesied to arrive. And they weren't focusing on this that really they should have been focusing on. And they completely missed it. And when I was looking at this, when Jesus was coming towards Jerusalem, he wept because he knew that this was the day that the Messiah was arriving because he was the Messiah. He knew the day, he knew the times, but those that should have known missed it. Their focus was somewhere else. Their own way of thinking, their own understanding was somewhere else. And I just felt Jesus saying, keep your eyes on me. Get your understanding from me. Keep your focus on me. During these difficult times, we've never in our lifetime been in anything quite like this. Keep your focus on me. Don't miss what I am saying. He reminded me of Mary and Martha. You know, Martha was doing really good things in the home when Jesus said, um, Martha, you know, why are you you bothering about this when Mary was 
sitting at his feet and Martha got cross because Mary wasn't helping her. We can do our whole life work and it can be good work and we can think that we're doing it for God. But if we miss sitting at his feet, if we miss time with him in his presence, hearing his voice, we will miss something that Jesus was trying to show to Martha, something that she was missing, which was being at the feet of Jesus, gleaning from what he had to say, listening to his heartbeat. You know, I imagine her sitting there, sometimes in those places where we can sit at his feet, maybe put our head on his breast, listen to his heartbeat, listen to what he is saying. Those are really, really precious moments. And I really believe at this time and always that if we take the time to be in his presence, to listen to his voice, our focus will be on him and we will have a better understanding of how to walk through these days. One of the things that he, he said to me was, um, Cheryl, you are not a chicken. You are an eagle. And in the prayer time on Wednesday, Joseph at the end showed us this amazing picture, painting of an eagle. And what really struck me was the uh, enormity of this big bird and the strength of this bird. But it had these great big eyes. And I had a look up at the, you know, was there something really special about eagles' eyes? And apparently, an eagle can see three miles ahead. If he focuses on a rabbit, on his prey, he can see that rabbit from three miles away. That is how good his eyesight is. And um, I had a look in Isaiah. Uh, we all know this this verse. It's one of my one of Mark's favourite verses. He has it written up in his uh, study. Um, from Isaiah 40, 31, um, well, from uh, verse 30, it says, Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And at this time, I do feel that we can get weary. We can look at everything going on. We can feel faint with it all. But if we wait on the Lord, if we put our eyes on Jesus, then he will help us to mount up on those wings, to have the strength of an eagle, to have the eyes of an eagle. And we can soar up above all that is going on and look down and see it from God's perspective. To be an eagle, we need to know who we are. And um, I was looking at Colossians chapter one, there's quite a lot in Colossians that I was going to read that chapter, but I think I'll just pick out a few verses. After this morning, go and have a look and read Colossians chapter one. It's Paul praying for the Colossians, but he really says some amazing things there. 
that we can then stand on to know who we are. Paul says, may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. So we can be strengthened. This is his prayer. This is our prayer for you and for, for us. And I receive Paul's prayer for us as well. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. That is what the word is saying to us. That is what we need today. And Jesus has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. We are in the kingdom of his son. And Jesus, it says in verse 18, is the head of the body, the church. That is us. He is the head. We are the body. So we need to keep our focus on Jesus, the head. Not separate ourselves from Jesus, the head. Otherwise, we will run round like headless chickens and we won't step into that place of being an eagle. He made peace by the blood of his cross. And then as we go through to verse 27, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory for this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So you, we are eagles, not in our own strength. We can't do any of this through our own strength. We are eagles because we have the hope of glory, Christ in us. We have the power that Paul was talking about in us. We have everything that we need in us. We are eagles because Christ is in us. And then I just want to finish with this, which is from verse 2, um, uh, chapter 2, verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily. And you and me have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. So, faith life, we can stand knowing our authority. We can stand as eagles, strong in him. We know this because the word tells us and we can trust in his word because his word is truth. That's why we need to know the word. That's why we need to be able to hear and let that word go down into our spirit so that we can stand strong. So that during this shifting time as everything moves and shifts and we don't have a full understanding of what is happening, when is it going to end, 
And this, these are life skills as well. This is for this time. But in these times, we will grow strong muscles. We will become those eagles to carry on from this place and do the works of the kingdom. Not in our own strength, but in him. He is in us, the hope of glory. Amen. 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 That was brilliant. I, I love, I don't, I don't know if you picked it up, but I love that line about not running around like headless chickens, but actually we're eagles. And I just had this picture of like a headless chicken running around because they haven't got and haven't kept their eyes on him who's yeah. ahead. Yeah. And it's so important that we keep our eyes right now on Jesus. We keep him at the centre of everything. That's what he's been calling us to. That's what he's been calling us back yeah. to, keeping him at the centre of everything. So we're just going to share communion now. Um, so if you want to get your, your wine ready and your bread ready, that'd be, that'd be great. I'll just move this out of the way. There we go. And uh, yeah, so we'll share communion. I just, uh, in terms of communion, I was just thinking this morning and it, and it just struck me, you know, that when we, when we share communion, we remember what Christ did for us. We remember his body broken for us. We remember his blood shed for us. And I, I, don't, I don't know why this happened this morning, but God just popped into my, my head the, the verses at the start of Romans chapter 12. And so what, what I want you to think about there and what he, what he put on my heart was really um, that calling back to putting Jesus at the centre of our life. So I'm just sort of so pleased and, and I didn't know what Cheryl was going to talk about, but I thought that was brilliant. I just absolutely loved it. And um, what, what, what he was saying is this, you know, I laid down my life for you. And now I'm calling you, so this is Romans chapter 1, to be a living sacrifice. To put me at the centre of your life. Put the treasure of the universe right at the centre of your heart. And so as we remember his, his body broken for us, then we remember also that call to be a living sacrifice, to, to lay down uh, the agendas of the world, the agendas and the pressures around us, but also our own agendas, and to live for his glory. So as we share his, the, the bread now, we remember that, and we choose to, to uh, make him Lord, to keep him Lord at the centre of our life. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, everybody get your, your bread and uh, wine ready. Do this as a family. Uh, if you're a believer, your children can be involved in this too, your whole household, as we remember what Jesus did for us at the cross. That is the key message of the Bible, the cross, and uh, what Jesus did for us there by the shedding of his blood and uh, his body. So we remember that this morning as we come together as a family to share in this precious moment. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And
And the second thing God reminded me of is when Jesus shed his blood, he gave his forgiveness of sins and he, he died so that we might have eternal life. And eternal life is life in connection with God. So God is calling us. By Jesus' blood, we were separated. We were separated out of the world. That's what being made holy means. We were separated out of the world to live by the ways of the kingdom. So as we... As we drink the wine, we remember his blood separated out of the ways, of, separated it out of the ways of the world. That's why Paul says, "Don't be conformed to the way the world's thinking. Don't be conformed to their fear, their anxiety, their conclusions, uh, their their statements about how this is going to affect you. Don't be conformed to that at all. Instead, be transformed." Yes. Think about the things of God. Think about his ways. Think about the ways of the kingdom. Be transformed. Let God change your mind and refocus your life on his word, his promises, his presence, his assurance. Mm. So Lord, I thank you. I thank you yes. that you separated us by your blood. You made us holy. You took us out of yes. the world system and put us in the system of the kingdom. And we remember that now as we take this wine and we remember your blood shed on the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, so Father, I thank you as we have remembered what Jesus did at the cross this morning I thank you that by his blood we can receive everything that we need from you to do life at this time I thank you that by the blood we can walk in supernatural provision and by the blood we are healed so I ask that you will bring a deep revelation of who we are in Christ and what he has done for us at the cross may we never stop thanking him preaching it because it's the only way that people are set free and can receive all that you have done for us. So we thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to uh, take our offering now. This is our, our virtual offering bucket. You, you, you press a button in your end, it ends up in there. That's simple. Uh, just to remind you, you can click on the link on the website. That's the easiest way to do it. You can uh, do that right now on your mobile phone or your iPad or from your laptop. You just go to uh, the Faith Life page, faithlifechurch.org.uk. Go to the resources section and there's a button in there that says giving. Go on there. Simple as can be. Easy peasy. Anybody can do it. I've done hours uh, before this morning. So it's, it, it's a, a really simple thing to do. Mm -hmm. So we've already done hours. Um, but also you can, you can give by direct transfer into the bank account. That just to remind you of the details. 
that's Faith, Le uh, Faith Life Church, uh, Cambridge, and the number is 2017-22, that's the source code, 2017-22, and the account number is 7009384, 7009384. Um, if you're not techie, then do what the, some of the others have done, which is to pop a, a check in the post and it arrives in our post box and we can, we can take that to the bank. But just uh, however you, you, you find it easiest to give, then uh, we just want to um, thank you for that. We want to thank you for the provision that God is releasing through you. So Father, yes. we just thank you for that provision. Thank we thank you, you that you are our provider. Yes that you are the one who, who gives and gives and gives and keeps on giving. And Lord, we want to just replicate that in our own hearts and be givers who, keep, who give and give and keep on giving for the work of your kingdom. So we thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Ah, good. So we're halfway through our morning. Just have a stand up if you've been sitting down. Do a little jig just to flex those muscles and clear your head because I know that Mark is now going to bring a really uh, valuable and anointed word. Um, so we want to be able to receive from him. So um, if you're feeling a little bit hot, just open some windows, get a drink of water and, uh, and then we'll go into the next part of our morning. Awesome. Come on then you, okay. and I'll pray Here for we are. you. <laughs> Okay, so I want to pray that the Holy Spirit um, speaks through you this morning and that we receive it. So Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are with us. Jesus, I thank you that when you went to sit at the right hand of your Father, that you promised to leave us the Holy Spirit who is always with us, every single person that believes in you has received the Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we welcome you yeah. always. Yeah, thank you. We thank you that you are with us always. We thank you that you are in this room with each of us now. We thank you that you fill us with your presence, which is precious. We honour you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. And we ask that you will help us now to open up our ears physically and also the ears of our spirit to receive a word from you. What each of us individually needs this morning that we will receive. Deposit it, deposit it into us, Holy Spirit. And we open our arms and say, we will receive from you this morning. We will keep our eyes on you this morning. So Holy Spirit, speak through Mark. Use his voice. Use um, his mind. Bring your words, your presence out of him. I thank you that as he sits and he spends time with you, that you speak things through him. Holy Spirit, I love the deep things that you bring from the word of God and place in Mark's heart. Bring those out now. Anoint him that we can receive from you. And we thank you in advance of what you are going to do with us this morning. 
and that we are going to receive something that will change us forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Okay, that's good. So we're looking at, well, we started last week uh, looking at this series called Burn, but it, about how to keep your life on fire for God when the world's trying to put out your flames. And today we're going to be looking at what I've called fuel for the flames. Last week we, we discovered that the word of God is fuel, fuel for that fire inside of us. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at the fuel. And, you know, I was, I was reflecting when I was preparing this and, and, and God was speaking to me about this. I was reflecting about certain times when um, that, that fuel has really stirred in my heart. I remember, you know, at, at university, I remember, you know, when I first discovered about the things of the Holy Spirit, I would get my, my Bible out. I was meant to be studying for, for my exams, but... You know, I'd get up every morning. I wasn't excited about the exams. I was excited about getting into the Word. So I'd, I would open the Word out, and it was like it was alive. And I remember at that time, I, the, the, what it stirred in me was this real passion to reach people. Because the God that and, and the Saviour that I saw in the world, I wanted to share with everybody. And I remember sharing with the guy in the room next to me, a guy called Andy. And uh, I, I would take every opportunity to talk to him about God. And uh, eventually, you know, as, as I prayed, as, as, as the, the word fed that fire inside me, that passion came across. And, uh, and Andy started to open up to what I was saying to him and eventually be, became a believer. Now, if you were in church a few weeks ago, you, you'll remember that I shared the story about how later on, uh, we were, Andy and I were sharing a flat in Manchester, and he kind of drifted away a bit from God, but uh, recently... Uh, you know, over the last couple of years, he, he's really come back to God. And one of the things that he said when we met him a few weeks ago was that how much he remembered about what I'd said to him all those years ago. So, so th th this this passion and this 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 fire that God's word stirs up in us, it has a real effect around us. You know, where you know many of you shared this journey with us over the last couple of years, where God challenged us to say. Is, is our vision too small? And that, that we, we started to explore that. And, uh, you know, as a result of that, what I did is I dug into God's word. And we did a lot of teaching and, and sharing around this, the reasons why we're planting churches, the reasons why we're doing it. Um, we, we looked at how that works with the, the, the word and the parable of the sower and Jesus' call to the Great Commission. And God has just done the most amazing things. But it's all grounded in the word. It's, it's understanding his ways, his heart, his desires. And, and that's that, 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 that word set in our hearts becomes a flame that drives and empowers the rest of our life. And, and that's the place I, I want to live from. I don't want to slip back from that place. I want to live from this heart on fire. And so... What I want to kind of flesh out a bit this morning, fill out a bit, is, is, is understanding how that word works in terms of producing that fire inside. So go with me, I'm going to look at some principles for fueling the flames. So go with me to James chapter 1, uh, I'm going to be starting at verse 19. So open your Bibles, James chapter 1 verse 19. 
and we're, we're just going to work through this we're, we're going to work through this line by line we're going to perhaps take a couple of diversions but generally we're going to be on this passage so it's james chapter 1 verse 19 and what i'm looking at is principles for fueling the flames so then my beloved brethren let every man be swift to hear slow to speak slow to wrath for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of god getting angry getting bitter uh, getting offended uh, getting wound up with people does not produce the righteousness of god therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness receive with meekness the implanted word receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls able to sozo your souls be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he is but he looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one is blessed in all he does and i read that and it, and it just kind of really sparked in me if i want to be blessed in all i do i need to be not just a hearer of the word i need to be a doer of the word and so i just want to explore the, those verses now with you so the first thing is this principle that comes right at the start quick to listen slow to speak quick to listen slow to speak here's the thing that, that i realized about myself and and you know i observe in, in a lot of other people of which i'm a pound cupid i'm much more excited about talking than i am about listening sometimes particularly you know when when i'm around people and what god is saying here is that if we are to um really see that fire of, of god's word in our life then we need to be quick to listen to his word and slow to bring our own opinions and slow to just go off on it ourselves you know we as believers we live in two worlds and those two worlds you know we, we straddle them we straddle the supernatural world because we're seated with christ in heaven places and we're in the natural world right where we are and we have the the, the the great privilege of bringing the things of the supernatural world into the natural but if we if i'm not letting god lead me if i'm not letting his word impact my heart if, if i'm not listening to his voice and letting it guide me i'm going to end up in just the one world the natural world and that that will will cut off that flow of heaven into my life you know if we uh, if we're to bring the the fuel to full flame we need to do some things we need to firstly we need to slow down we just need to slow down we need to think a little slow down think a little listen a lot you know make that connection with god uh, look to his word to see how am i going to handle this situation how am i going to respond to what's going on in my life what specifically do you want me to do what are the principles of seeing the kingdom of heaven come into manifest in my life what 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 is it that brings that blessing to my life 
So if you're having a specific problem, then the way to handle that is to get the right fuel onto the fire. You want to get the right log from the Word of God and put it on the fire of your heart and let it burn. So when you've got a specific issue, you, you go, you, you look in the Word, you, you search through what your concordance or the index and you look for everything that's talking about what you're going through, what you're experiencing. You feed your heart with the promises of God on that and you let it ignite you. And, and so we are quick to listen, slow to respond slow to speak you know that it's a basic principle we have to listen to god's word now here's the thing i, I went out earlier and uh, i got got one of the logs from our log store i got a little one because shell said don't bring a woodwormy horrible damp thing in so this is nice, a nice dry little one um now one of the things about this is that as long as i just hold it in my hand it's not doing anything you know, there's nothing happening here. Now, what you can do is, you know, you can just comb, you can see the fire's going down, you can see that there's just embers smouldering. And sometimes I've come, I've been caught so cold going out to our woodshed that I've come in, it's been pouring down, and I've just rushed in and thrown it on the fire. And, and what happened, I just threw it on, and instead of, like, sparking everything to flame and, and thing, it actually managed to put the fire out. So... We, we don't, you know, just throwing fuel onto the fire doesn't change much. In fact, it can be a negative. So just quantity of word, just information, just knowledge isn't changing much. That, that, that's not what we're looking for. We're looking not just for the fuel, but how to access the energy that was in that fuel that will burn in our hearts. So let me, let me just expand on that for you a little bit. Uh, going back to verse 22, just knowing something doesn't change anything unless you act on it. Just knowing something doesn't change anything unless you act on it. Let's go back to uh, verse 25 as well. The Bible says this, uh, well, James says this, he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This is the one who is blessed in what he does. You see, and, and I read that and it just really, it kind of like hit me, you know, like just like that. It, it just hit me, smacked me straight between the eyes. That, you know, how can I say it? The Bible doesn't say that we are blessed by our hearing. Jesus said, let him who has ears to hear, listen, hear. We've got to, it's, a, it's about the listening, but it, it's this. The Bible says we are, doesn't say we are blessed by our hearing. It says we are blessed in our doing. We are blessed in our doing of the word. So just throwing the fuel on the fire doesn't help unless we actually do it and live by it and apply it in our lives and walk by the principles that are in there. You know, attempt, you know, the blessing we need is connected to the faith we use to act on the word we've received. The, oh, can I say that again? The blessing we need is connected to the faith we use to the act on the word we've received. I like that. Well done. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that. I love that. You know, we have to stop 
And, and this really challenges me. We have to stop kind of finding reasons and excuses for not doing what God asks us to do. And then complaining because we don't have what we want him to give us. When we're not doing what he's asked us to do, we actually have to use the word, live by the word, put our faith in the promises of the word. You know, as long as it's just words on a page, it does us no good whatsoever. You might as well go and read Tale of Two Cities or some other novel. This is different. This is the word of God. And, and it works and the blessing is released when we put our faith into those words and we act on them. Yeah. You know, how can I say, I never want to rest content to simply hear the word of God and then do nothing with it. I don't want to be content with hearing God's word or reading God's word. I actually want to be one who does something with it. I want to be the one that, that where it burns in my heart until I can't do anything else. Yeah, you know, if when I, when I go out, when I go out to get these, um, these logs, so here's my log again. You know, I, I go out to get these logs and it, it's, you know, I'm not doing it in summer, it's winter, it's cold, the wind is blowing, you know, it's coming across from the North Sea, the trees are all going in our garden, there's, and, and the rain, you know, the rain, it's coming horizontal. It, you know, it's one of those, that's the sort of day that Cheryl sends me out to get the logs. We need more logs on the fire. So I, I'll, go, I'll go out, I'll, I'll, choose my, I'll choose my logs, I'll bring them in in my basket. You know, it's freezing, I, I, I'm, I'm dripping, I'm cold. Uh, and, and you know, sometimes I get out there, I, I went out one day last winter, got out there, horizontal rain, waiting to the log shed, and the bulb had gone. So I'm scrabbling around in the dark trying to find the logs. And so, you know, even when it's challenging, I still need to get those logs in and on the fire. And it's the same with the way that the Word of God works in our life. You know, even when it's challenging, I want to obey God knowing that Jesus, our Saviour, is the greatest treasure in the world. There's nothing else that, that compares to that treasure. You know, um, in... Let, let me just show you another couple of verses. I wasn't really going to go here, but it, it's just it's just prompted me. Um, let, let me go to uh, John chapter 14 for the moment. And I, I just want to show you that the incredible, the incredible privilege, that, that just the, the awesome offer that God makes to us. And, it, and it's John 14. And, it, and it's verse 23, John 14, verse 23. Well, let me go back to verse 21 first. I've just seen this. He who has my commandments and keeps them, he who reads my word and does it, he who is, who, who is listening to, to my ways and does them, it is he who loves me. That's how we know whether we really love God. Are we living this or are we just reading and hearing it? Are we living this? That's how we test the love in our hearts. He loves me, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Now that is awesome. What Jesus is saying is, for the ones who's responding to my word, who's acting on it, putting his trust in it, 
basing his life on it, standing on it, who, who's listening for my voice, who, who's quick to listen, who then acts on what he hears. For that person, I'm going to manifest myself to him. That's not just like some heebie-jeebie Christian word. Manifesting my life means that the, the word there means to reveal, to show, to, to uh, demonstrate. And, and that's just awesome. What Jesus is saying is, you will have an experience of my presence. You will have an experience of the reality of who I am right there, right in front of you. And I'm going to manifest my presence and my glory and my beauty to you. And it's, this is the sort of person that, he, that he's looking for. He's, he's looking through the earth. And verse 23 says, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word. He'll do my word. He'll live by my word. He'll put his faith in my word. And my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. And I just got like, God, that is what I want. I want you to make your home in my heart. I want you to be with me. There is no greater thing in the whole world than to have God with us. And he's just saying, do what you read. Just do what you read. That's where I'm to be found. That's where I come. You know, we, when we go back to those words in James, we go to, you know, uh, verse 21. And it says that the, 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 the one who benefits from God's word is the one who humbly receives the implanted word. Humbly receives the implanted word. It's a real key, you know, we, the, 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 uh, that principle of receiving the word with humility. Let me, let me just talk about that for a minute. Here's, here's what he's saying, and, and this is what is a real challenge to me and it's a challenge to all of us. When I come to look at God's word, when I come to read God's word, am I approaching it with humility? Now, what does that mean? Well, what it means is this. Do I approach the word thinking, here's what I want it to say? Is that my starting point? Here's what I'd like to find. Or do I, I come to the word and, and I think, and I come looking to justify what I've already decided or justify exactly the way I already am and, and to find support for that decision I've already taken or to find words that allow me to carry on just the way I am without any change. And, and that's not coming humbly to the word. You know, coming humbly to the word is to let it search me, to let it purify my heart, to let it change me. And sometimes that can be uncomfortable. I, I have to admit, sometimes I come to the Word and it's pretty uncomfortable. I see stuff in there and I look at me and I'm going, ooh, there's a, there's a big gap there. Sometimes, you know, when, you, when you're starting this fire and you're stirring this fire, sometimes it can be a little bit, feel a little bit too hot and a little bit too uncomfortable and you can get a bit sweaty and you can get a bit overheated. And, and we don't like that feeling, do we? But the truth is... You know, it's a result of the fact that we are bringing so many ideas from the world that the word is confronting in us. And when the word confronts the world's ideas, there's a bit of heat generated. And, and there's a bit of uncomfortable generated. And there's a bit, you know, but, you know, we, we often come and, and I, I do this still sometimes. We, we, we come and we like people in an argument who aren't listening to each other. So we come to the Bible and we like people in the argument and we're not listening to each other because we're so busy trying to formulate our response that we don't hear properly. 
you know, when when I read things like that, that make me uncomfortable, let me think of it. Yeah, so I might read, for instance, that I'm to love my enemies and pay blessings on them. Now, I don't want to do that. That's not natural for my flesh. And that makes me feel uncomfortable. But I've put that log on the fire. I've read it. Now, my, the question is, do I receive that humbly and let it change me? Or do I say, actually, what I'm going to find is I'm going to find a loophole to get me out of that verse. I'm going to find a way around that verse. I'm going to look and, and see if I can come up with a caveat from some, somewhere else that says I don't have to do that or I don't have to do it in certain circumstances or maybe I don't have to do it if that person's been really bad towards me. And, and often we can approach God's word like that. You know, uh, I was reading a commentary on this written by a, a guy called David Platt and he, sa he said this, we, we aren't quick to hear, slow to speak. We're loath to listen and anxious to argue. And that, that, I, I read that quote and that just so convicted me. You know, we need, the goal is not to get around God's word. The goal is to encounter God through his word and carry that word into our lives. Not to get around it, but to encounter God in the world and carry that into our lives. That's where the fire is. That's where the passion is. That's where, where that, that manifesting of God's presence with us is. And, and so often we just make it so small by we read something, it challenges us, and we try to get around it. We try to find a caveat. We go looking for verses that say it doesn't apply to me or it doesn't apply in this circumstance. But it does. We have to let, let that word convict us. Now, verse 22 to 25, there's something in there that, let, let me just uh, get verses up for you again. Verse 22 to 25. Be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. Now look at this. He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it. You know, one of the, the big principles of getting this to burst into flame is that we are committed to putting this on the fire and letting it burn. And what, what, what James is saying here is that in order for the word to release all that it has into it, for us to, to step into that greater and greater presence of God, to step into the, the, the blessing that he's provided for us, we have to devote ourselves fully to the word. You know, throwing on, throwing on this one log onto the fire, prodding it about a bit with me, with me little poker tool, it'll maybe do something for about 10 minutes, but it won't sustain the fire, it won't grow the fire, it might not even catch fire. And, and what James is saying is that you look intently, you, you, you devote yourselves intently to the word. Now that word intently that he uses... It gets translated lots of different words, but what it means is to look carefully into, to consider, to ponder, with intent to act on what you see. 
Uh, another word you might remember when we talked about the crucifixion, because it, it's one of the words that it was used for saw in that crucifixion psalm a couple of weeks ago. And it says to stoop down and look closely in order to examine the nature of something, or with penetrating absorption. So what, what James is really saying here is, if you're going to unlock this life of blessing and walking in God's presence and that manifestation of the fire in your heart and the passion in your heart that doesn't go out you're going to have to reprioritize a bit so that you have the time and the space and the quiet to look intently at the word you see to stay on fire we've got to let our heart burn we have to let that word lodge in our heart and the way we, we would do that in a natural is we'd put the logs on the fire, but we wouldn't just like throw them in or put the big one in so it puts the fire out. What we would do is we'd put the logs, but we'd arrange them. We'd make sure there was enough air, enough oxygen going in there. We'd make sure that there was enough uh, circulation. I'd, I'd open the fence on my log burner so that there's an airflow going through that's going to feed that flame. And I'd, I'd, kinda, I'd, I'd shut the door and to allow that, that air to be uh, directed through it. And that's what James is saying. He said, you know, that you, you, you look intently and you keep it. You keep the word. That word is to guard it, to make sure that it's been uh, look, not, not, uh, not messed up from outside or impinged, but it's, it's kind of guarded in your heart in a way that sets it on fire. You see, if all, I, I know this is, this is one of Cheryl's favourite statements when we meet on a Sunday, is if all we do is listen to the word when we come together, then it does us no good. And, and I was thinking about that, when I was writing this, I was thinking, I had Cheryl saying that in my head. And, and it just came to me and it said, it said, if all we do is listen to the word when we come together, we're actually this fool that James is describing. We're this fool that James is describing, the, the, the idiot that we can laugh at when it's written down there, that's going, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I turn away and I forgot what I look like because that's all the attention I gave it. You know, when we, if we listen and then we leave and then by lunch it's gone, what good has it done to us? What, what help has it been? You know, Acts 2.42, one of the things that uh, it, it, the... the, the Straight after Pentecost, it tells us that they, they ingrained a particular lifestyle. That they, they continued, faithful, continued and faithfully devoted themselves to the instruction of the apostles. They continued and faithfully devoted themselves to the instruction of the apostles, to fellowship, to the breaking of the bread and to prayer. Now, here's the thing. They continually and faithfully devoted themselves to the instructions of the apostles. These are people who are in the course of changing the world upside down. And they're, they're, the way they are fueling the fire is to continue and faithfully devote themselves to the to instruction of the apostles. Why? Because they have no New Testament written at that time. This is straight from the Holy Spirit through the apostles. And that, that word steadfastly, continually, faithfully, it means to persevere consistently. It carries the idea of intense focus, diligence, effort that's, that's consistent. It's a not a stop-start thing. 
let me put that really simply. They really set their hearts to listen to what the word was saying to their hearts. They really set their hearts. You know, that, that word that transfer, translated steadfastly, if, if we were, we were uh, using that word today, we would uh, not just say it steadfastly, but that it would, it would carry this idea of being addicted and unable to live without it. Addicted and unable to live without the word. And it's so like that for us because we, 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 we are so unable to keep the fire of God burning in our hearts without that, that, that faithful, steadfast uh, devotion to hearing and learning and studying the word and letting it mature and, and meditating on it in our hearts and keeping it. And keeping that oxygen of the Holy Spirit going through so that the fire burns strong. You know, the, the end result of what those disciples were doing wasn't just fire in their own hearts. But the very next word, verse says that what followed that was an explosion of signs, an explosion of wonders, an explosion of miracles through their lives. And God added greatly to their number. And it goes on right through the book of Acts. And God added many to their number. And, and, and they did great signs and great wonders because they maintained that discipline, that, that heart, um, that setting of their hearts to listen, that put the fuel on the fire, that stoked the fire, that produced the signs, that produced the wonders, that produced the miracles. You see, Jesus said that, that when, when his word is spoken, when his word is preached, signs and wonders will follow it. The miracles, the power of God, that bringing the supernatural reality of heaven into earth right now follows the word. It follows the word planted in our heart. It follows the word on fire in our heart. The word in fire in our heart removes fear. It removes unbelief and produces faith. And the miracles follow. They follow. The provision follows. The healing follows. The, 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 the whole blessing of God follows on from that. So, you know, I just want to finish by sharing that verse that I shared last week because it, it, it's so, you know, this week and, and, and for weeks now, I've just been reading the word two, three hours a day, meditating on it, thinking about it, looking at it, studying it. And every time I study it, it's like God saying this in my that mind. And it's that, that, just that verse from Jeremiah 29 where, sorry, Jeremiah 20, Verse 9, and he says this, His word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I am unable to keep it in or hold it back. The word became a burning fire, shut up inside him. And what he's saying is, there is so much fire, I can't keep it in. I've got, it's going off all over the place. The fire of God is burning in my heart, and I, I, I just, I just, Everybody I meet, everybody, everything that I do, it's just alive. It's just alive. You know, we, we, we think about these things. And, you know, I, I'm a, a, you know, I love the story of Martin Luther and how the Reformation came about. But, the, you know, a quote just sticks in my mind from Luther. And he said this, the, let me just try and remember. The Bible is alive. It speaks to me. The Bible has feet. It runs after me. The Bible has hands and it grabs hold of me. 
the Bible's hands and it grabs hold of me. You know, I'm just thinking, I think, you know, on Thursday I, I shared a, a little bit about those uh, two disciples, two followers of Jesus on the road to Emmaus. And Jesus just opened up the scriptures to them and he explained to them from the word how it, how it talked about him. And, and when they finally knew it was Jesus, when they finally understood it was Jesus, we get this awesome, absolutely amazing statement where they said, did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke the word? Did not our hearts burn within us when he spoke the words? And, and I, I, I thought of that, and then I think about this that phrase from Luther, that the, the, the word, the Bible has hands, it grips hold of my heart. And that's the place I want to live in. That's, 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 that's just where it's so exciting. That's where the fire of God is. That fire that will sustain us and take us through whatever we face. That fire that will just keep the, the love of God and the presence of God burning within us. And I want to be that person. I want to be that one whose heart is gripped by the word of God. And, and I want that for you too. As, 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 your, as, as kind of the pastor, the, the leader, whatever I am in faith, life, I just want that for everybody who hears this word. I want you to burn with the fuel of the flames, the, the fuel on the flames that just burns strongly within you with that passion. Father, I just thank you. You know, there may be some that are listening to this either now or, or later, and you're listening and you go, I have no idea what this guy is talking about. I've, I've never felt like that. I don't, I don't know how to... To, to know that, I, I don't know Jesus at all. And there's others who, of you who are just thinking, well, I remember when it was like that, but I've just fallen so far away. I've just slipped so far away. And right now, I'm asking you, if you don't know Jesus at all, I'm asking you to just step into that, to, to, to acknowledge that you need to turn from your way of living. You need to turn from the way you're doing things. You need to turn from your sins. And you need to step into a whole new life. A life with passion, with purpose, with joy and with fire that, that just changes your life entirely. You need a saviour. You need Jesus. And if, you want, if you're somebody who's just like drifting away, falling away, that, pan, that, that fire's done down, I want you to pray this with me right now. So, so for both groups of people, if this is you, pray this with me. Father... I choose now to turn to you. I ask you to forgive me for my sins. I ask you to forgive me for the way I've drifted. I ask you for, to forgive me for the way I've let life and, and offence and bitterness and all sorts of things get in my way. And I now enthrone you as Lord of my life, the one who has my heart. And I'm asking you now, Lord, to forgive me my sins and make me a new creation by the power of your Holy Spirit to change my life, to set my heart on fire for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to know about it. If you prayed that prayer right now, there are people, there are angels rejoicing in heaven over you. They're having a party because you prayed that prayer. But we need you to help you take the next step. So we need you to either uh, email us 
the office at faithlifechurch.org.uk or just simply messages on Facebook at the end of this meeting. Just messages straight back and, and, and we'll, we'll get in touch with you, we'll pray with you, we'll get you the help you need to take the next steps. Amen. 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 Awesome. That was a great word. Absolutely loved that. It really challenged me. We so need to be word people and Holy Spirit people, word and spirit together. And one of the things that I was thinking as Mark was preaching, you know, we are eagles. We are made to be eagles with Christ in us. And he wants us to soar. He wants us to soar above everything that is going on at this time. Um, he wants us to see and to hear and then to speak from that place because our words carry power. And when we know the word of God, when we've got that burning word of God on the inside of us, then when we speak to whatever the mountain is in front of us, that dunamis power will blast whatever it is out of the way. But we need that dunamis power released. And it's in us, but if that dunamis power embers are just got no flame, then when we speak, nothing comes out. And yet we can speak with power. God in his mercy has made it this way, that a man full of the word of God, full of the promises of God, full of the presence of God, in humility, when he speaks, it will hit that target. But if you've not got any word, there's not as much power. And in a way, that's a good thing. Because power, dunamis power, is, is damaging. And if God filled you with the power that we all want, we want to be able to go around and blast things out of the way, and I'm going to pray for this, and I'm going to see this power. But if we do it from a place of self, no humility, not knowing who we are, not knowing the word, I mean, usually we don't do anything when we're in that place, but we might want that power. But God's mercy doesn't let that power come out because it will hit things and may actually cause quite a mess. So what he wants is his children to be full of the word, full of humility, full of the presence, then speak and that power will come out in a safe way and will hit whatever is in front of it. And that's how we soar as eagles. We look above what is going on and then we speak with the words that we have heard from him, full of the assurance of the power that is then going to back us up. And we speak to our mountain, we speak to this virus. You know, we can just speak natural words to this virus and it will have no effect. But if we speak the word of God because it's in our heart and the power then follows it to do the work, then we can make a difference in our own lives and into, in the world. And I believe that is where God is taking us. That is what we need right now. And he will do it. We just say, I will follow, I will follow in obedience.
So I would encourage as many of you as uh, would like to to join us for coffee on uh, on yeah. Zoom after this. After this. Uh, hosted by I think Logie yeah. Louise. Uh, and uh, don't forget worship, worship. starting at five thirty tonight, live on Facebook, exactly where you're looking now. Yeah. Have a great week. But just 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 to remember this, you see God just reminded me of this. It's with our heart that we believe. Mm. The thing that produces belief in our heart is the word of God. No word, no belief. And, and, and that belief is the only thing that will produce the power and will release the blessing. And will step into the presence of God. Yeah. So we've got to get that word in there. Yeah. So Father, we just thank you. We praise thank you. you we thank you for this morning. And we ask you, Lord, right now to, to just set that fire in our heart, to pour fuel on the flames of our heart. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us. Um, it's so lovely when we know that you're with us, that you're here. Um, I know in myself, uh, I would possibly watch a recording thinking, oh, it's so lovely, I'll go for a walk and I'll watch the recording. But I really appreciate it that you're here with us, that we know that when we're speaking, we're speaking to you. So thank you so much for being here at 10.30 uh, together. That is really important. Um, remember all the connection things this week. Have a look for Joyce. Joyce is doing some videos. They're on YouTube. Go and subscribe to her YouTube um, video account. Uh, she's on there most days, she's speaking the word of God, I've been watching them, they've really blessed me this week, so go and have a listen to Joyce, you'll get the word of God in you on a daily uh, way, and uh, Tuesday, Thursday, um, the word will be preached, and then all our prayer meetings where we speak the word of God and we pray from God's perspective. So have a great week everybody, and we'll see you here next week. Look you all.